Hi, I'm Carrie Brianna Hart, and I hope you're ready. We're about to talk about South Florida arts, education, and you. Let's dive in. Good morning, and welcome to South Florida Arts, Education, and You. My name is Carrie Brianna Hart, and I'm so happy to be here with you today to talk about art. Art is one of my passions. I love all different forms of art. I love performance art. I love um, static art. I love visual art. I love sculpture. I love painting. I love photography. I love musical art. I love dance art. I love all different types of art, multimedia art, fashion art. I love art in public places. I love the way that art is something that comes up out of us that we are able to create and we're able to share it with other people and give each other a universal type of connection through our creativity. It's just an incredible thing that we're able to do um, and it's something, it's a gift that we're given and we need to magnify this gift as often as we are able to. Um, I want to let you know that this half hour of talking about art is brought to you by C. Brian Hart Insurance, a representative of the Travelers Insurance Company. We write auto insurance, we write um, car insurance, we write home insurance, we write flood insurance, we write commercial general liability insurance, workers' compensation insurance, commercial property insurance, windstorm insurance, any type of insurance that you're looking for in the property casualty market, any of those lines, we've got you covered. So please give me a call Monday through Friday at 305-836-5206 and I will talk with you about insurance. Insurance, insurance, 10 until 4, Monday through Friday. I just talk, 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 talk about insurance all day. But today, it's my joy to talk about my passion, which is art. And here I have in the studio my second in-studio live guest, Susie K. Taylor. I'm so excited because um, I don't know where our conversation is going to lead because um, Susie is kind of like, um, we, you've heard me talk with Christina Alexander on the, on the radio before. Susie is one of the people that I talk to often about art about art in South Florida, about what we're doing as artists, what's going to happen with us as artists, where are we headed. And so I just wanted to bring Susie into the studio. I've been trying to get her in, but she travels a lot and is not available sometimes. But um, I'm glad that she's here live with me today. I want to first say that Susie is an incredible individual. She is an author. She is a playwright. She is an actress, a producer. She is a artist of life. She's also a wife and a mother. How do you manage all of that stuff and still live a fabulous life of being a creative being? It's incredible what you do. And I want to let everybody know that there is a book that she has authored called Surf, An Actor's Method Out of the Madness, which is not just a book for actors. This is a book that anyone can use because in life we often play roles. Um, it's often said that people are acting through life. They take on a role of something and they act like this for a little bit and then they act like something else for a little bit. And sometimes we get stuck in roles. And Susie has written a book that tells you how to get out of these roles and get back to your organic self. So I'd like to welcome Susie to the radio station. Welcome to South Florida Arts and Education. Oh my goodness, thank you so much for having me, Carrie. This is so wonderful. I'm so happy that you're here. Me too. <laughs> I don't know where this conversation is going to lead because, um, like I said, we talk about art all the time. Yeah. And there are so many different things that we talk about personally that 
are interesting to me, I know. <laughs> I don't know if they're interesting to other people, but we talk, about, we talk about the climate here in South Florida, about artists here in South Florida, how to help artists. And I like to start out with this first question. You know what it is. I, I don't, actually. How did you discover that you are an artist? Oh, yes, I know, because I've listened to you. <laughs> um, so, did I, okay, looking back, mm -hmm. although I don't think I knew it at the time, the, um, I would spend a lot of time in my room mm -hmm. by myself creating stories, just by myself, for myself. Mm -hmm. So I would take, and I don't really know how this worked, because when I think about it, it doesn't make sense, but I would take my mattress and I would put it up and then I would make like a puppet kind of like thing <laughs> and I'd make puppets with all my stuffed animals. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just think I always liked storytelling. Um, I did that with Barbie dolls and I would like cut their hair off and reposition their heads and like just create stories in my room. Mm -hmm. um, I would talk to inanimate objects. So I don't know, that, that's kind of always been my thing. My mother created a playroom for me. Um, that I would just do lots of creative things in, you know, when she was like, go, go to your playroom, you know, if right. I said I'm bored, it was like, go to your playroom. <laughs> so that was always the antithesis to boredom right. for me. So, um, but I do come from a family of artists and open-minded um, creative people, even when they were in the medical world, they were open to it. So I, I think it's innately who I am. Okay. Yeah. Now, did you, were your parents artistic in any way? Oh yeah, my mom is um, an artist okay. and my and interior designer, she's uber talented. And my father was a doctor, but um, he, he sung a lot in the Glee Club and stuff. And his mother was a singer okay. and an actress and his aunt, and my aunt's an artist, you know, obviously yes, we yes. know. Uh -huh. Awesome, so. yeah, she's a fantastic artist. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you found out that you were an artist very young, you liked telling stories, and then how did you decide to pursue it professionally? Um, so, professionally, how did I pursue it professionally? I never really thought of not pursuing it professionally. Wow. Yeah. Um, I tried to stop it, like I would try to take time off, mm -hmm. but I would find myself back in it somehow. Right. Um, I went to school from fifth grade, mm -hmm doing theater because they started the magnet programs here yes. during that time was mm -hmm. so lucky and I was at the dance center down south in Kendall's so I was always doing performances so I just never knew there wasn't that I, I honestly never thought about not doing it wow that's wonderful that you grew up in an environment where you were encouraged to be an artist and it was just like this is what I'm going to do and everybody expected that yeah you're going to become an artist and if you didn't become an artist it would have been some wayward path that you went to yeah in fact when I have done different things they'd be like mm. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> okay what are you pretending to be now Susie <laughs> okay but how about when you wrote your book yeah how many people were surprised when you wrote this book I don't, I don't know. I think, I don't even know if anyone's really read it. I've given it to people, but I think I was more surprised just that I could take the process that I've been developing just by chance down and put it in paper. So I think this was very, for me, this book was just to know that um, if someone talked to me about this process or had an issue, I could send them this book and it would make me happy. So Okay. Now, something that I did fail to mention is that you are also a teacher. <laughs> yes, I, I was a teacher. Yeah. You were a teacher, um, and you do still sometimes yeah, teach yeah, interim sometimes. at the New York, people uh, come knocking at my at the New York Film Academy on, on South Beach. You yes, I was there. a professor of movement there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so your method that you use in the arts is primarily movement. It is movement. Movement and music, and yeah. you use that to heal people. Yeah. Um, so there's like so many different words for how I see it. Um, for me, it was like, where's your home base, mm -hmm. you know? And so that can be helpful when you're trying to get out of character, 
it could be helpful when you're trying to get into character. I think it also helps. We had a lot of people come into the class that had emotional issues, and it helped them clear it out. So there was like a lot of people that are like, oh, it's like you're cutting cords or you're like getting back connected to like you know your energies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's so very exciting the work that you do. I've read. I'm, I'm not finished with the book. Yeah, it's a workbook. Work because there, it is a workbook yeah. because yeah. there are exercises in here that I have to do. <laughs> Oh. So I have read, I've read a lot of it, but then I'm just like, oh, I got to go back and do that. Oh, I got to go back and do that. And I, when I read it in my mind, I'm like saying, oh, yeah, I can see this is going to work and this is going to help me unlock something. Yeah. I, this is going to help me break this pattern that I've yeah. had. This is going to help me uh, create new thought for yeah. myself and new energy because when you create new thought you then create new energy within yourself yeah. and then you have new purpose and new motivation and you can go out and feel like you can conquer the world totally. and so um through this process of surf which how do what well surf stands for the acronym that were the steps that came out of the process mm-hmm. of me creating it so it ended up being it's actually originally called smurf but I didn't oh. think I'd get the trademark on that. So. <laughs> I don't think so. But, but the, surf so stands for story, understand, recast, and flow. Right. And, and there's a lot of like uh, filming yourself and mm-hmm. seeing yourself. So the process allows you to be self-aware. That's why it's a workbook. So you can see how you are moving mm-hmm. with yourself and an inanimate object, a mm-hmm. chair, a and, wall. And that's very important. <laughs> oh my God! It's so, so it's like I'm mad at this person. And you're like, yeah, but it's just you in the chair. Right, right. Just you in the chair. Work and it look out. how you're doing the chair. Like, what's up with you in that chair? <laughs> yeah. Why are you kicking that chair? <laughs> Why are you kicking the chair? Right. Is it really about you and that other person, or is it more about something oh, that's going on with God, you? It's always for me, and what I've found in throughout my class, and personally, most importantly, personally, it's always me. Period. <laughs> it's always me. It's always it's my always my part in the play. That's very true. That's very true because the only thing that we can control is our reaction to what we are put in the midst of. Yeah. You know, that's all we can control. That's the only barometer that we are able to moderate. Yeah. You, you can't change anybody else. You nope. can't make them do anything, but you can say, oh, I've taken this and I've internalized this, yeah. and where have I put it? Have exactly. I put it in the right place? And so many times we take things in and we don't put them in the right place. Or we don't even, uh, as a lot of people like to say the word process now, we don't even process these things in uh, in an organic manner. We just, like, filter and then tuck them away. Yeah. And then they just sit there. And then when you wear away and wear away and wear away the surface of an, an issue or a topic or a circumstance, then it comes to the surface and then it's like some beast all of a sudden because you haven't dealt with the underlying something at the core. Exactly. I'm, and this helps you do that. Yeah, I feel like the way I like to think about it is like it's a skipping of a record. Mm-hmm. And we haven't, we haven't exited the show. That show is like still skipping within us. And mm-hmm. a lot of us avoid it, but things will trigger it. I mean, that's why we have triggers. Yep. But what this allows you to do is, what's nice about this work, it's a very kind approach to therapy. Not therapy, trauma. I don't even know what the word is. But basically, it's three minutes because the song that you choose is usually three minutes. Right. That's all you need. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you might need to repeat it, but it's a, it's a safe space. Mm-hmm. It's three minutes. Right. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and then how did you discover that this was going to be a tool? 
I mean, because you're, you're an artist and you're teaching classes and you're doing plays and you're working and you're just going all along with your life. And then what happened? A lightning bolt hit you and you said, what do I, what is this I'm doing? I um, well, I remember I, I, I too, like your producer Ray, had have kids. And so my kids, for the first 10 years of my first son's life and my second, you know, to be seven, I didn't act, mm-hmm. so I did not do any theater or anything. I, I did little things, but I, I aggressively decided to shut that door. As was I was that you know, tough. I, oh yeah, it was great and tough and challenging. And I, you know, I did other things. Yeah. Um, but when I went back, it was because my father had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in deep depression. I was in therapy probably every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what would become of me. And my aunt came down and did like. I always think of it. I don't think she did this, but at the scene from the airplane, you, know, you shake somebody. What are you doing? <laughs> she's like, Just slap you around, girl. right? And she's like, get back to acting. And I was like, oh my God, I don't, I don't even know how to act. But I did audition um, with um, for new theater and mm-hmm. Ricky um, put me in a play with Thank God. But in the meantime, like right before that, I rented a room and I started moving. And in that movement, what had happened to me was the depression was lifting. Mm-hmm. So that's where it started. Okay. I was remembering how to act. That was the goal, to remember what I learned in all my training, because I had forgotten. It's like a muscle. I didn't remember how to be that way, mm-hmm. you know, so open and everything. But then I would see images of my dad, and I would start to have these lucid dreams, and I would start to like have this understanding of why I was depressed. And the story became clearer. And it wasn't that he had died. It actually was that I thought that I was supposed to save him and I was angry at myself for not saving him. Okay. So then I started to think about that movement as like very healing. Okay, so I brought some people in and da 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 And then someone's like, you should apply for NYFA for teaching. I thought I'd go for acting. Well, mm-hmm. I went to H&M and got a scarf and put it around my neck before the interview and they just clocked me as a movement teacher. All right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they were like, you're a movement teacher. And I was like, I am. So then movement I had, has always been important to you. Yeah, I just didn't see it that way. And I went in, and then I had to learn a lot more of the methods that I knew of, but mm-hmm. I didn't understand. And in the learning of the new methods, and then realizing I, a lot of the students that came to that school were coming for, as a, for, with a vet uh, scholarship from okay. war. So mm-hmm. they were young men coming in mm-hmm. with traumatic experiences. And I found that my work was very healing for them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't understand because they weren't even actors yet. Right. yet. Yes. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I realized, wow, this is very healing for them. Interesting. Okay. So I spent three years developing the, the clinical aspect of why mm-hmm. and what and what was needed. And it was like a three-hour course. And then I was like, I wonder how short I can make it. And eventually it became like an hour class. And then eventually it was like, oh, what, if I, what, would, what would be the most important thing? And then that's what I put in the book. And that's how the yeah. book develops mm-hmm. so that people don't have to come to your three-hour class. No. They don't have to come to an hour class. No. They don't have to sit in a room with no. a bunch of other people. No. They can do this at home. Yeah. I, I, in fact... I've gone back to doing it by myself. It's lovely to do with other people. It's it's just a little bit easier, like a group concept. But if you just have the, it's so scary. And I say that for myself, even when I do it, and I know that I'm doing it. When you're in a mood, which is the best time to do it, and you put the song on, and you videotape yourself dancing with a chair. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, you're going to learn so much about the story. And the way the song is going to end, there's always that denouement, dun, dun, dun. Right. Mm-hmm. And it ends it. And it ends, and you and know it's coming to an end, and you know you've got to finish, and you know you've got to get all this stuff out before. Yeah, and your body is always going to want bliss. It's always going to guide you to a nice conversation. I mean, I'm going to, can I share one story? Of course. I want you to share all as many stories so as you can. So this one that really, I mean, even while I'm in it, I'm learning, and 
it, what I thought originally was that, oh, this is gonna help me from getting stuck in characters, because actually as an artist, I get stuck in characters. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was my method training, I thought something about it, maybe if I did a different way, maybe if I didn't have traumas, maybe if I didn't tap into that. And I went around it, but at the end of the day, what I found was, it really doesn't matter how you get into a character, it's, it's nice if you don't use your own stuff, but you eventually become that character to some degree. Mm -hmm. um, your body has pattern of behavior, your thoughts have pattern of behavior. So, um, yeah, so one of the things um, is always really scary is I don't, even at this time, don't go to this work happily. It's always like, oh, God. It's like a gym. Because it's tough. Oh, my God. It's, it's so tough, tough to do. People don't, people underestimate oh. how tough it is yeah. to get to that organic creativity. Yeah, you know? so um, this one story was I was, you know, my mother-in-law, I love her to death, but we have had our moments. And we were having a moment, and I was angry about it. And I was off to class, and it turns out that no one was there yet, so I just... And this happens a lot. I'll just look for a song, just, mm -hmm. you know, kind of like a vroom, just yeah. whatever song comes up. I put it on, and I did a piece with a pillow. And when I look at it, oh, my God, still. It's like, oh, my God, I'm beating this poor pillow up. <laughs> um, this poor pillow. And, and actually, the song was called Jealousy or something. So that thought that was really interesting. And at the end, what my, my body finally resolved to, which was really in that last moment. It's not conscious. Remember, this is all kind of like lucid right. dream, subconscious movement. You just kind of zone out a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, I was lying my head on the pillow and it finally made me realize I'm trying I'm trying to make the pillow something it's not and even when I was kicking it away and pulling it back I was the one kicking it away I was the one pulling it back in and finally I was like it's just a pillow it's just a pillow she it's a source to of support you yeah and that was my resistance yeah <laughs> it's like I'm a jerk yes. I just can't let her help me right yeah <laughs> I, I want we're, we're past the halfway mark but I want to have a word from our sponsor yes. and so we're just gonna play that and we're gonna come right back we are talking about art, but if you'd like to talk about insurance, please call me at 305-836-5206, Monday through Friday at C. Brian Hart Insurance, a representative of the Travelers Auto Insurance Company. Okay, so where can people get this book? Well, it is available on Kindle, in a Kindle version. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the printed version, I haven't really put it up for sale anywhere yet really yeah it's such a beautiful book I, I love this beautiful blue cover with the waves and you have the image of the dancer right there in the middle of the wave I think people here in South Florida really relate to this image because it's kind of like being at the, at the eye of the hurricane right mm -hmm. there in the center of everything mm -hmm. while it all swirls around you the whole thing and still you have the graceful figure of this individual who's there balancing in the middle of it all um, and I think that's what this book is supposed to do. It's supposed to help people balance in the middle of all the craziness that yeah. goes on. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, I've talked to a couple of actors on the show previously about getting stuck in character. Oh, you have? Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, because there are some, some of us go deep when we go into character. Yes. We go deep, we go home, we take these characters with us yeah. when um, we interact with our friends and our family. They're not really talking to us. Sometimes they're talking to our character because we are trying to develop this character and make sure that the character is strong on stage and believable. And so we sometimes when in rehearsal, we'll take it home and we will not even really knowingly be still in character. And so when someone says, hey, are you cooking dinner tonight? I'm not cooking dinner tonight. I'm never cooking ever again. You know, <laughs> you have this reaction. You're just like, where did that come from? You know, so what are your methods? Like, just like, 
a simple something for when you're going into character to keep yourself from going too deeply into character? Um, well, it's kind of like what what I'm, I'm, you know, there's this whole new world out there right now with the theater and the and and they're trying to figure out safer ways to implement things. Mm -hmm. But then they're all like, but if it's too safe, do we still create? You know, so that's always like a big question. So the simplest thing for me how, that I have found mm -hmm. is playlists. Mm -hmm. Like I make a Susie playlist. Mm -hmm. And I make a character playlist. Okay. And then I have the responsibility of knowing um, if which one I'm in. So if like I'm Susie, then the character playlist really shouldn't activate me. Right. And vice versa. So if I'm driving to the theater, mm -hmm. I would put my character playlist in. Right. So you can get into character. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I'm driving home. I do the reverse. Play the other way. And the scary part for me is when the Susie playlist doesn't affect me anymore. Uh oh. And then I'm like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. But you know, it's kind of like, thank goodness I surrounded myself with a wonderful family. They understand the process. I understand I need space between shows. I understand I have a method to get out. I have people that have been training in the method to help me um, when their parts are a little bit too much. Mm -hmm. I always love to try to create lovely characters. Sometimes I don't want the characters to leave. I love them so much. Right. Like I want them to hang out with me. But it's something I thought, I thought that I could prevent it, but I just can't. I'm not, I'm just, and I always say it's like a sockum bockum thing. Like my character just says, bye Susie, and I go out. And I didn't know that anybody knew, and I definitely didn't want to speak about it when I really first understood it. But um, my husband was like, when is Susie coming home? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what? Because it's real. How, yeah, I was like, how does he know? Well, I wasn't like, my character was like, damn, he knows. Sorry, shoot, he knows, you know? Like everything was like, um, yeah, so. I kind of like felt like that was like the veil, the first veil. It was right. like, uh oh, That's I'm not true. as good as I think I am at pretending, at pretending to be Susie. Yeah, yeah, at pretending to be Susie. Yeah, because yeah. Susie's so good at pretending to be other people. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> now, something that you mentioned about us coming back yeah. um, and trying to figure out how we do theater and how we do it safely and everything. Something that we were talking about at the very beginning of the pandemic is like a lot of the stories that were being told in theater prior to the pandemic were like doom and gloom. Mm -hmm. I mean, doom and, doom and gloom came in, in the form of coronavirus all over the planet. But like we were talking about mm -hmm. the stories that we tell yeah. in theater and, and why can't we tell more positive stories? Why can't we tell more uplifting stories? Why can't we tell more stories of hope, of rejuvenation? Why can't we tell these stories? And, and kind of like people love to watch train wreck. Yes, they like to see the disaster, but then do you feel that there is an audience for people who want to see happy, loving stories? I think so. I mean, I feel like the artist, the, I feel the job of the artist is to be visionaries. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we don't know if we're visionaries or future tellers, mm -hmm. right? Because I, I don't know even. Right. But at times like this, when there is so much devastation in the world, the concept of doubling down and making more devastation, I think, is very harmful yeah. to the mental health of our society. Mm -hmm. So. I would like to say yes, there is, but the problem I have found, and I'm, and I, I hope we'll fix this soon, um, is we've trained our actors and our creators to tap into pain to create, so they don't know any other way to do it, mm -hmm. and nobody knows that um, that's not a really positive thing to be doing right now or ever. I mean, it's very hard to change the way we've been trained, mm -hmm. and the method. There's a new book out that I just heard about. It's been around for a hundred years, so. We've been working in this method, and then the people, you know, it's hard to untrain. It's yeah. very hard to untrain. It's a group of people that have trained in a way. Yeah, I know for myself, like, I write the best poetry when I am filled with angst. Yeah. 
when I've got some conflict, some must, mustn't something, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, I write beautiful poetry, beautiful imagery, mm-hmm. everything, it's all so beautiful, but then I look at it later, I'm just like, oh, I don't yeah. want to even read this, you know, it's like, oh, what is this, you know, I mean, it's beautiful, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, I know where it came from, and I yeah. wish that I could. You can. I, I know I can, I just haven't gotten, I need to get, read your book Well, it's just you it. need to stay in there a minute longer. <laughs> right, okay. You know, just stay there a minute longer, and when you resolve, keep writing. Okay, okay. So let your pen resolve it and then keep writing and then cross out the beginning of it. Yeah. It's there one of the litmus tests that I found really difficult for when I student is to dance for three minutes to the song, um, like you are the sun. Mm-hmm. Like just happy for mm-hmm. three minutes. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for people to stay three minutes and happy. Oh enjoy. My and I like, love being happy. Like but like a really focus because then they don't know where to bring the story. Right. Like what happens after happy? Mm-hmm. And it's really like elation. We've done it a couple of times. It's beautiful. And then you create that muscle to be like, I'm going to stay here a little longer. Right. I Not mean, there I, a little longer. But I think that the purpose of life almost is that you want to stay in the happy spot. Yeah. You want to feel of that course. elation all that time, that yeah. joy of yeah. being, just yeah. the elation of being alive. What would happen if we were all good? If what we if, all. What if the creators were all good? All of them. Yeah. And yeah. what would we create and what world would we reflect back to people? What would that look like? That would be incredible. I know. That would be incredible. And I hope that we have a renaissance of, of a sort with, with artists we to are. create this type of work, you know, because we need this. We need upliftment, especially now. Yeah. You know, especially people are looking to um, looking to their immediate environments and trying to find hope. They're trying to find new inspirations immediately close to them. Um, Yes, they have the television. They can turn the TV on and watch the drama. But, of course, that's all drama. There are very few happy stories. These are all things that take your mind and take them on a journey and what's going to happen and you twist and you turn. But then in real life, to see, like, happiness and joy and to see these immediate things that say, life is wonderful and it's right there for you to enjoy i think it's so important that we as artists create that type yeah, of work and and we can all do that actually there's these there's the way i have found to to shift that conversation is really small mm-hmm. that you have you can't come with like big ideas because the ego will be like nah. they know mm-hmm, they see mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. but if you like just start recognizing little things around you like when you're driving people kissing in the mm-hmm. corner or butterflies flying by and mm-hmm. you recognize it and you start to value that your mind will begin to switch oh, yeah. and start to see different things it just that's that's it you're creating a new character you're just deciding this is what this character wants to look at right yeah that's very important repeat that again um so instead of looking at the doom and gloom you appreciate if I, as an actor right, right when we create characters what does your character see in the world as? Mm-hmm. okay so let's just really simply what if you want to be a really like elated happy person just what would your character look at like you could see a street scene there's a million things happening mm-hmm. what do you decide to focus on it as you focus with your eyes your mind will say that's true that's why advertising works mm-hmm. you think your mind says oh is that true you say yeah and look it's over here too mm-hmm. oh it's true yeah give it seven times your brain's like all right we like it yes, okay yeah. next what's happening it's a little bit you have to un you have to kind of have a new addiction instead of the trauma you have to focus and little bits, little bits, little yeah. bits. Addicted to happiness. Yeah, like little moments though. Like, because if you do too heavy, you're it's you're gonna fight it. But if you do little baby, like, oh look at, I just caught those kids kissing. How cute is that? You know? Or, yeah. Look at that bird flying by. 
it's right next to me. I'm going to just turn left just because it turned left. What, yeah. what would happen? Yeah. Like, little things. Yeah, those little things. Reprogram yourself yeah. and, and find those triggers for joy. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that you said that. I hope people take note of that. What's next for you? Because you, uh, before the pandemic, you had gone to Scotland, Edinburgh. Mm -hmm. Ed did I say that right? Edinburgh, sure. Scotland, mm -hmm. <laughs> to do uh, your play Jubana mm -hmm. at the French Festival. You brought it back here. You performed it here. And you were my sound I, engineer I was, and designer. Yes, Amazing. I was. I was your sound <laughs> engineer and designer. And um, we, we did the, the play at three different places. It was wonderful. Um, and you're looking to do it again. What is next for you? Um, well, I kind of had to like take some time during the pandemic. I wrote the book. I did a retreat for doctors in this practice. And then I was just kind of waiting. And I had to actually clear up some personal stuff with my internal family, my mom, my sister, and things like this. And as I did that, I found myself back into the theater world, mm -hmm. but with this joyful conversation mm -hmm. that I felt really good that I could hold. And then I made a list of all the people around me that I, I feel are in this same conversation. It was a group of women who I have like oh my God, we're here, we're doing it. We're not, we don't need to do it. We're doing it. We're healing this right. theater world. And that conversation in the theater world needs to be healed mm -hmm. first and foremost. And it, it's already happening, so I don't have to worry about it. Right. I mean, there's so many people out there doing this work and they're all doing it on their, on their own, in their own way, mm -hmm. but little by little. And so I really want to start creating again. I want to create new, great, beautiful stories. And so Jubana, I want to run in Miami because it's such an ode to you know our, our city. South Florida. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about my family and, and the combination between the Jewish and the Cubans and the Catholics and the you know artists and the non-artists. <laughs> and then I want to create more stories. Um, so I'm working on developing new pieces. Awesome. That's pretty much it. And I, I yeah, I'm doing some like little commercial work and things like that. But like keeping my art, I feel like now that I understand that this is the type of artist that I am, this is the type of method I am. The conversation is much needed. Perfect. Let's draft on that and let's go. That's where I'm at. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here with me today. No, thank you for having me, Karen. Ah, I love you. I love you. Thank you so much out there for listening to South Florida Arts Education and you. It's been my joy to be here with you today for this wonderful conversation with my friend, Susie K. Taylor. Bye. Bye. so much for joining us today here on South Florida Arts Education and You, where we talk about South Florida Arts Education and You. And you can join us weekly here on AM 1490 WNBM. It's been my pleasure to spend this hour with you. This hour has been brought to you by C. Brian Hart Insurance, a representative of Travelers Insurance. See you next week. <laughs>